Is this how we're starting? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Should I say like, welcome, welcome, everybody? <laughs> that's what I said last time. Or actually, that's what I said in the uh, the podcast that I'm editing right now. I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to get that reference. I have not been able to find that clip. Like, I've, I have, like, typed in every possible idea to get that clip, and I, I can't get it. So you don't know where it comes from? I know where it comes from. Which one? It's from Thoroughly Modern Millie when Muffy... Or Muzzy, whatever. Yeah, Muzzy. Muzzy is about to sing at her big oh, yeah. party. And she says, welcome, welcome, everybody. And I love Muzzy so, so much. You... Well, the box that goes with it. I don't even know where that is. I do. I, I reorganized your house. Oh, yeah. Segway! <laughs> it was spring. Twas rilling and the slithy toad. Toad? Toad. Toth? Yeah. Wow. I just apparently just completely changed the point of Lewis's Jabberwocky poem. Jabberwocky. Beware the Jabberwock. Jabberwocky. Well, I think we're going to be all over the place tonight, folks. Okay. So So, uh, strap yourself in. We have... Strapped in? We have a yarn for you. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Ford. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Why is it called a yarn? Because it's uh, it unfolds like the unravelings of a piece of string. Okay. Yeah. Like something that was like knitted on. or something yeah. that was woven, and you kind of like yeah. unraveling it. We're putting it together. You can weave a tail. You can weave a tail, so maybe that's but you where you tell a yarn. Yeah. So it probably comes from like the idea though of like weaving and yes, sewing and stitching and knitting and crocheting. We should we should Which make that a thing. Like we should, uh, yeah. will you crochet us a tail? Crochet, tell us a crochet. No, that doesn't quite work. Tell us a yarn. I'm getting lost in the weeds here. Well, spring was coming in Michigan. means is it's all of a sudden instead of snow we get a bunch of rain on top of the snow that's been on the ground and there is quite a bit of water that uh, is accumulating from that and that's why we have lakes and (laughs) to catch the water to catch the water yeah (laughs) 
That well, if if we had no snow and no rain, there'd be no lakes. We'd just have valleys. We'd be in Arizona. Yeah, that's what Arizona's like. Michigan's quite altogether different. I don't know why you're confusing the two. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just no making some interesting choices. Obviously, water. Um, it's it, wet. It's it's wet, <laughs> but also it has. Uh, the propensity to want to be uh, in the ground and and flowing and and it always goes to the lowest point which is bad news if you have a basement which is bad news if you're Edwin yes because Edwin found out one day when he was trotting off you get it you're the lowest point (laughs) that just hurts okay did you get it I can't believe I can still breathe anyways I'm underwater here I cannot believe I can Okay. I'm underwater here. Now, I went toddling off to work on my basement to make it all finished and nice and habitable. And what do I come upon but water, standing water that I'm standing in? I'm standing in the standing water. <laughs> you are standing together. Yes. <laughs> Just it, it, all of a sudden, it's like you're in dark cavernous sewer where every step is like that that like echoey like Mm -hmm. you know like with the water dripping from your boot and so did you see it going down or was it just splat when you got to the bottom of the stairs or something so i just the very bottom of the stairs was dry and then you turn around the corner and then it's all water. Yeah. So the corner of the the corner where the stairs landed was the highest point and then everything else was water. Mhm. Thankfully only about an inch at most. Yeah, but all over. But all over. Yeah. So, it's quite a bit of water. Mm-hmm. And we had to find out why that happened and then how to fix that what happened. Mhm. And what were what were your findings? Well, the, the sump pump wasn't working, and I don't Shocker. I don't know if the sump pump wasn't working because it had never worked or if it had just all of a sudden failed. Mm-hmm. But and I also don't know if it didn't work because it was plugged into an outlet that didn't work that I never knew didn't work because I still haven't gotten that outlet to work that it was plugged Wait, into. Wait, what? Yes. So, you just have an outlet hanging out there that doesn't work? Right next to the, the sump pump that what it was plugged into since I bought it, yes. So it must not have ever worked. It must not have. <laughs> Otherwise, some electrical thing is, is wrong and the house is going to burn down. But, um, I'm sure you sleep well at night. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but let's not get too many trifles. Ooh, major major issue... Is that we had no worky worky on the pump, so we needed a new pump and to plug it in properly and get that water out of there. And this just began a hectic and kind of soggy uh, spring cleaning. Very episode. soggy. Very soggy. Yes. I, I came to to help. Yeah, you know, bring up your sister. Like, who are you gonna call, Megan? Woo! Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! There's something weird and it don't look good. Who 
That was a really funny call. Like, I don't know why, because it was just I, how I remember it, at least, is you were calling my phone, but in typical Bacon style, I did not have my phone with me. It was actually my mom saying, your phone is ringing. You should answer it. <laughs> I'm the worst. I just leave it all over the place. I just never know where it is. Anyways, uh, so she's like, your phone is ringing. It was Edwin. And so I was just about calling you back when the landline rang. And I was like, okay, that's odd that you would, like, ring back to back. Because mm-hmm. usually you like to leave me a three-minute message. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe five-minute message. As long as your phone will take. I think three minutes okay. is, the, is the limit. <laughs> they have to cut you off someplace. <laughs> they know it's you. They're like, oh, no. Not this guy again. You, I, I picked up, like... Yeah, what's going on? And you said, I need help. My basement flooded. And immediately he's like, okay, I'm coming right over. What do you need? Yeah. And we got a dehumidifier for you. And we got fans some going. fans. And uh, so we, we just booked it, booked it over. And it was a lot. It was yep. a lot. You had a lot going on in that basement and a lot of water. A lot of water. Yeah. And yeah, it was... Um, crazy just how actually how few things of importance got destroyed and yeah no the just, funniest moment for for me like as we were bringing things out of the basement that were in storage bringing them out trying to get them dried up and everything uh there's obviously around the edges there's like some drier patches and some it was kind of hit or miss and you you turned around to find a you know another box that was completely dry and you said to me... Culture survives. Culture survives. Culture survives. And it was all new Criterion magazines. Yeah. Completely dry. Completely dry. And uh, so I, I said, life will find a way. Yes. It was, it was a very meaningful moment. It was. It and was, then we got back to... We got, we got a really good laugh. Yeah. Uh, we had to, to, to dredge everything up. And I think, is that a kind of a water analogy too like you dredge yeah you dredge, dredge, things dredge up. a lake dredge a lake yeah dredge so it was river. like we were dredging the lake of your basement yeah oh i like that yeah and we were dredging up literary old memories and mm-hmm. old artifacts and mm-hmm. and all those things come back to haunt you that you're like i will deal with you later and, and later now, is now, now today now is the later and you're like i was not prepared for the later and uh thus ensued quite the spring cleaning yes so, folks, that's what we're talking about today is spring cleaning. The hoot, the who, the what, the what? <laughs> the who, spring, the what, the where. Spring cleaning. The who, the what, the where, the why, the how. The wherefore. The wait, wherefore, the therefores, the furthermores. Uh, and, the, and whatnot. And whatnots. So when it comes to spring cleaning, I, I think... One thing I have in mind is always like people taking out their rugs and beating them with old beaters. And I don't know why that's in my mind from my childhood because nobody has done that for at least 50 years. Yeah. But that was what you would do. Well, spring cleaning. I think that comes from Little House on the Prairie. Probably. I mean, any historical book, they they have a scene about beating the rugs. Yes. What that... Like what you would do in spring is because they didn't have washer machines like we had or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you would go a long period of time without washing things. Without washing yourself even. 
Without washing yourself, that's a little bit easier because they would just like get a very small amount of water, scrub yourself. It's not like you're sitting in a bathtub, but they would like right. scrub themselves with a small amount. But since you couldn't go over to the creek or whatever and wash your, you know, like your mattress. Yeah. Your sheets, your rugs, like whatever. So spring cleaning is basically the the coming in of like, oh, we can finally clean these things again. Yes. And it's it's been so long since we've been a, all winter. Uh, all winter. All winter. These things have just been accumulating, you know, dirt and grime. So let's clean the things that we weren't able to clean. And I think that still holds true, though, is that spring cleaning means two things to people nowadays. That you, you clean the things that you don't normally clean. So you get, get behind the nooks and crannies that you, you don't... pull your TV out. And yeah, you yeah. And you clean all the dust up. Yes, exactly. The things that are hard to get at that you don't yeah. normally clean, you, and it you is, clean that. And we still have it to this day. Like if your house gets dusty in the winter, you're not going to open up all the windows. Yeah. But like the nice, first nice day of spring, you open up all the windows, you air the air house out. out. You dust and like the bad air goes out. Yeah. You do the hard to clean stuff or the stuff that you don't clean very often. And you organize. You spring clean is you purge. You get rid of yep. the stuff that you've accumulated. And no longer need. Exactly. That's what I would say is, is still the definition of, of spring cleaning. And that's why we get all the yard sales in the spring. Yes. Which I it always cracks me up because people are trying to get rid of their junk and then we're buying more junk. Yes. Like I'm not saying like it's all junk at garage sales, but I'm just saying like we're all going through the sta- same stage in life of we're trying to get rid of stuff, but then we're like, ooh, really shiny, awesome sale over here. Let me yeah. bring in more stuff when that I just is, got rid of stuff. That can be the way of material things. Yeah, because we have to fill that hole in our heart. Maybe. <laughs> Some I, people are like that. I See, that's the thing. With, with yard sales... I don't love them that much because they're, they're stuff that people realize they don't need anymore. Yeah. So you probably don't really need it. Yeah. Unless the, you're the, starting out. In, like if you're starting out with a new house and you're yes. a young couple. Yep. There's great deals to be had. That's what I was going to say. And also baby stuff. Yeah. Right. Because that's high turnover stuff. Usually the toys aren't worn out yet. Yeah. And the clothes aren't worn out yet. So that's that's where it can be. But... I can't think of anything I would need to get at a garage sale yeah. right now, Estate honestly. Estate sales different. That stuff yes. people keep to their dying yes. day. That stuff is good. Yeah, that's good yes, stuff. Yes, that's some good stuff. If you get there early enough, you'll get really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to divide this? How well, do you want to get this? Rolling? I, I think what I really want to talk about today is how, yes, there's the actions we go to. Through, like, just We just talked about the traditional spring cleaning, but how that's a metaphor for keeping your life clean and what you have to do in order to have things clean and not clean in just a hygienic way Mm, like the dirt's mm -hmm. gone type of clean but Mm -hmm. clean in in the way of functional and healthy like mentally healthy is really what i'm trying to get at i always when i start organizing and purging I always look at the things that I wish I could get at, but there's like six things in front of it that make it too hard for me to get at it. And then I'm like, ding, ding, ding. That has to go. Like things that are blocking me from doing things easily. Yes. Because like you can, you can cram a closet 
really neatly. Like, you know, so some people are super good at like packing a car, right, for a trip. Yeah. Right? And you just jam that thing pack full. Yeah, it has tons of stuff tons in it. Tons of stuff in it. And it's organized. And it is organized. But when you open the 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 trunk, it all spills out. Or, or when you're trying to pull it out, you have to be very systematic that you take the top to get to the bottom. That's right. So like So you have to when... pull everything out to get one thing. And so if you do that, which is like great for vacation, right? Yeah. But if you do that in your home where you have a closet and you have it completely maxed out that you have to pull everything out to get the one thing you need, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially if that thing has to be used more than once a year. Yes. Yes. And uh, th- it's interesting that you touch upon that because that's very much the, that removing impediment is very much the idea of 5S. Oh, okay. Which is, you know... 5S, I forget all the S's, but basically it's it's how to maintain a structure that stays structured. Yes, because if your organization falls apart two weeks after you organized it, it was not truly organized. It was put into places, but that organization wasn't actually functional. It was not, yeah, exactly. It wasn't functional. And what I think of another way of saying that, like you can look at it like the manufacturing side of it, which no. I think is so fascinating how they've figured stuff like that out the five s's yeah uh but what i what i remind like remind myself is that my possessions are to serve me i am not to serve my possessions so if putting things away in their proper spot is too hard or getting things out is too hard that i don't use something that i want because it's too hard to get at that's me serving them is to vice versa yeah and that's something to keep in mind too. If you if you like to do art projects, but you have it in this really stuffed closet and you have to take six things off of it before you can get to your art supplies. How many times do you think you're actually going to be making art? Not very often because it it just takes too much mental and physical exertion. Yeah. Just to start. And maybe that's why creative people sometimes have messy looking areas. Mm-hmm. Because everything's out and stays out. Yeah. Because it's it's always an ongoing project. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's the way things ought to be, but it's not saying that it's not. Uh, it's it's no, not inherently you can make bad. messes. You can make messes. I just think if if you pick something up though, and you know that when I'm done with it, I know where to put it. Yeah, and also determining what is trash. Because like that's, that's tricky. Yeah, especially in a creative way, right? Because you have a piece of yarn and you see the potential of just one tiny piece of yarn. Yeah. And and you can always say, and well, I can... if I, I love can... it enough, it may grow into another piece of yarn. And if I love that one enough, it will grow and grow. Yes. And, and that's the problem with seeing how things could be. Mm-hmm. You need to take a step back and say, okay, but... Am I actually going to get to that? Yeah. And yeah. do I even want to get to that? Because just because yeah, I can see the potential in something yeah. doesn't mean that you should. You only have so much time on this earth. And that means that you're only going to be able to get so many projects done. And most people who are even slightly creative, although we did a podcast that everybody's creative. Mm-hmm. But face it, you're not going to get to do all the things you want to do here. In life. No. no. On earth. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, it's funny that you say that because actually I started it a while back, but that tendency of like, oh, I can make it into this and oh, I can make it into that. 
I I have a Frankenstein ball of yarn that I, I keep knotting strings that are, you know, at least longer than my hand to elbow or that They're long. They're a cubit long. Cubit. Yeah, they're a cubit. And uh, so I keep anything that's that length and tie it on. But if I get done with a project and it's like a, a you know, sizable amount, but I'm just sick of that yarn and I'm really not mm-hmm. into it, then I'll put it to the Frankenstein ball. Because I know later on what I want to do is I want to make a blanket out of that. Okay, with like a simple stitch kind of thing? Yes, yes. And I'm going to mix it in with a cream yarn. So you have the Frankenstein and then you mix it with the with the white or the cream. Okay. You crochet the two strings together. Okay. And it's going to get like a marbled, fleckled, bespeckled. Bespeckled? Bespeckled. Dappled. Meant. Dappled meant. Yes. And so I'm excited about that because that's also too like a little token for for myself. Side tangent, like I do make, I've actually gotten better about making stuff for myself. Well, that's good. But, you know, you, you just make things for other people, which is awesome, right? Because you get to make stuff and then you don't have to keep it around forever or like you have the intent to sell it. But every little piece of thing that I make for somebody to buy or give to somebody, I keep a little piece of it. Yeah. Right. So then I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm closer to getting a blanket that I want to have. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that everything you make, you keep a piece of Mm -hmm. and a little piece of you goes with it. Yeah. So to to my brain, I'm like, oh, I really like this. And so I don't feel bad putting yarn into that anymore. Right. Because I'm excited about it because of that, that thought, exactly how you had said it. Yeah. Getting back to your soggy possessions. The saga of the sog. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> really good. What you had in the basement was mostly, I don't know, it's, it's all the old crap in your life that you don't know what to do with because you want to keep it, but you don't want to see it. <laughs> Well, Which, it, is that, it, how would you describe it? Oh, well, for me, what a lot of the stuff that I had down there was a lot of my boyhood. Yes. Yeah. And the idea is to be able to pass that on at some point. Yeah. So that's why I want it to stay good. But, but not that's why that I'm, good. <laughs> but not that good. <laughs> it's not that important. <laughs> but I want it to stay good, but I'm not going to use it mm-hmm. myself. And so like baseball cards, throwing mm-hmm. knives, tomahawks, bazookas, grenades, all that stuff napalm. is da- napalm. Yeah. I snagged that, that though. Oh, I, I wanted knew, that for myself. I knew it was missing. Yeah. Okay. That was me. That's why I, I want that to stay good, but yeah. it, it was in a place that yeah, didn't need to like be. Yeah, and it's like it's pending need. Yeah. Like the need exactly. is, is pending on that. You know that it's going to be needed at some point in the future. Yes. And I think some. And also like some paperwork. There like was old, paperwork yeah. that was. Uh, it's not like most of it would have really been that important if it got destroyed. Yeah. It just it is the problem of our modern age is all these records. I think it's been a problem for a very long time, though. Yeah. But we are getting to the point where we have records of records yes. of records. And it's a little bit it tasks me, to be honest. I hate paper stuff. But, I hate I also like hate computer files. Like, yeah, Google was giving me a pain. Because they're saying my space was almost, you know, saved up because yeah. 
I have 2000 emails in my inbox, you know, in my Gmail and a few files and, you know, some pictures and then like, oh, you should pay $2 a month. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay you $2 a month. So then you have to delete. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, then you have to delete. Then so I had to go and like delete. I'm like, do I need this? Why is this? Oh, this is a duplicate. Why am I so dumb on computers that I duplicate everything six times? Because it could disappear. Can you duplicate things six times? I don't think you can. Replicate at that point. Duplicate is once. (laughs) Well, it's twice. You have two of it. No, but it's okay. But (laughs) it's copied once. That's true. That's duplicated. Yeah. How about triplicates? That's three. No, but it's two times. You copied it two times. Yeah, but it's three. Co- it's you. Yeah, end but up that's with the same thing. Like the two, I said you have two of them. Is duplicate is two, and then duplicate you said no. is two. Yes. Yeah, but you said you copied it one time. Yes. So that's the same thing I'm saying with triplicate. <laughs> now you're saying no, I have three. Do I hear four? Do I hear four? Five. <laughs> Sold, American. No, but you didn't say you co- you you wouldn't say you copied it three times for a triplicate. You copied it two times, and now you have yeah. it, now the document's tripli- it, it's tripled. <laughs> <laughs> like how indignant we get in like <laughs> we're like no no you said this <laughs> well i we, meant that well, what are we five yeah we are five if you guys haven't noticed we have the emotional capacity it's an insult to five-year-olds everywhere yes um, but no you have you have some paperwork paperwork is obnoxious and that's the thing that when i because i helped your wife, Michelle, organized everything because it was a pretty daunting task. Mm-hmm. And I like organizing. And Me I especially do. like organizing other people's stuff because then I'm not asking the hard questions. I just get to be... They're like, asking the hard questions? Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, I, I like to think I made it fun. Like, I would set up, like, things that, you know, like, possessions. And then I would say, like, come, come to my shopping store. My shopping store? Come, come shopping in my boutique. And so then she would say, like, oh, because, like, if then you get also, like, the comparison. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, not this, 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 and this. So it's kind of like a shopping experience. Yeah. But by far the longest was going through paperwork. Because you have to read enough of it to understand what it is. And then you have to think about, like, will I need this? And is this important paperwork? And did I work hard enough on this paper for it to be worth it for me to right. save? Or... And, I mean, she has college paperwork. Yeah. And yeah. That... But, like, for you, too, like, letters of, like, oh, is this person still important in your life that you still want to have a letter from them? Or which letter is nicer, you know? Because you have 16 birthday cards from the same person. Which When did they actually care to write something meaningful or did they just say? Right. And also, like, that's the thing about birthday cards is it's hard because very rarely are they actually, like, a letter inside them. It's just happy birthday. Yeah. Well, well, this is great. I I love the emotion. Can I I just throw this away now? Yeah. No, you can't just throw that away now. You've got to hold on to it for, like, a a certain period of time. Yeah, birthday cards don't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think they used to make more sense before they became a Hallmark thing. Where they would, like, Hallmark would make the sentiment for you. Yeah. Yeah. Before, when it was something you would actually write, and quite possibly you wouldn't actually see the person, right? Yeah. And, like, if you're mailing it to somebody who lives away from you or whatever, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that makes more sense to keep it, too. Because it's correspondence then at that point. Yeah. But, like, basically, I feel like birthday cards most of the time are just labels. 
expensive labels. Yeah. Buy $5 a card now. Oh, there are more than that if you want to try to get a funny one with like little pop-out foxes. <laughs> My, are we bitter. No, I like the really pretty ones, like from the brand Papyrus, they're like yeah. $8. Yeah. Like you can get a whole other gift for $8. You can go to the dollar store and get at least like six gifts for that. Yeah. I don't know why we're, we're wasting it on paper. Yeah. So bizarre to Especially me. Especially some of the time that, that it gets wasted on kids. Huh, I mean, like, kids don't need joy. No. Like, no, 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 let's no. just get rid of birthdays, because that's a waste. Yeah, maybe it is. But, I agree. But little kids... <laughs> I agree with Little kids don't love birthday cards, right? No. When you're seven, you're never like, oh, wow. Susie a, got me this fantastic birthday card. Yeah, that's a meaningful birthday card. Yeah. Yeah. No, didn't happen. No. You're like, what did you say? Because I can't read your crappy handwriting. Yeah. So then you have to like tell them yeah. what you said. Yeah. It's really embarrassing because everybody's like, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you should try writing the card. And you're like, I did. And it's a full on essay. Like, Whatever. Oh. Uh. <laughs> the joys of childhood. What always amazes me about spring cleaning, though, besides the, the the magnitude of, like, when you're organizing something, how something does look worse before it gets better, mm. which we've touched on before. And it doesn't necessarily have to be. Like, if you're on top of it, you go to your closet and you're like, oh, I haven't worn this shirt in a year. Let me get rid of it. Like, that's not a mess. But that's maintenance. I think if you're, like, full-on battling the uh, clutter. Yes. It's going to look worse. Absolutely. And one thing that I thought was really clever of us is that we just designated one room that you don't really live in. Yes. So if you're able fortunate. to just have a space that is not going to bug people too much, because then if you need to take breaks or whatever, you're not stressed out. Like if you do it in your kitchen. Yeah. And you're trying to make stuff dinner. happening in your kitchen. Yeah, don't try to do it in your kitchen unless you're organizing your kitchen. I guess I that makes sense. I think that's an interesting but... thing, though, when it comes to, like, where the mess is and so on. A lot of people who homeschool end up having the mess in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it gets to be overwhelming. And it is beneficial, I think, if you could, if you were homeschooling, to homeschool in a specific homeschooling room. It would be. But I, I know most people don't have the luxury of that yeah. space. But, again, have a proper home for everything. Yes. That at a certain time, things are, are able to go away. In our homeschooling experience, we didn't have a separate room, but we had a formal dining room that we didn't use much, and then we had our kitchen and informal yeah. that we did use a lot. So we mm-hmm. were able to keep projects up in the formal dining room. That's right. And, and that was really nice. And then we also really had nice. basically our cubbies where we had those, yes. those drawers. Yep. And those those were helpful. Yeah. But, I mean, like, ideally, yeah, you would have a designated space for it. Yeah. We were waging waging war upon upon the, uh, the items, and it is an overwhelming task. I mean, I think it's fun, but be realistic that you are going to get decision fatigue. I think that's something we don't even take consideration of when it comes to throwing stuff out. It's a is decision. It e- it's an easier decision just to say, oh, we'll just keep it. Yes. Than to be like, oh, we'll throw it away. Or we'll keep it and we'll actually put it in a spot. Mm-hmm. Right? That, I know. To that, say, like, you're keeping it and then you're going to just put it in the same dump pile as you had last time. It doesn't do any good, no, right? Exactly. 
but to say, yes, I want to keep it. Yes, I will find a spot for it. Yes, I will take care of it is hard work. So, like, keeping things in an intentional way is as hard as throwing things away. Yeah. But that's also difficult to it make that hard. decision. Yeah. It's all those little judgment things. But that's that's where I think it's so exciting that we get to do it because the reason why I love organizing so much, I really get pumped up about it. I really do. Yeah. I, it's just sad. Sad little life I lead. But I... I think while I'm doing it and I feel while I'm doing it that this is what dominion is like. Yeah. You have you make you have judgment. rule over your possessions. You have rule over your space. And this is you exercising your God given right of D- dominion. Yes. And I was reading a book I am reading a book, this tremendous book, and hopefully we'll talk about it at length on here later called In the House of Tom Bombadil. And he's talking about Goldberry. And, like, if Tom is hard to understand, what do we make of Goldberry? Mm. She's, we know even less from her, about her. Because, like, Tom, we can piece together other pieces of Tolkien. Okay. To kind of get a picture of, like, what how he fits into the whole mythology and right. whole world of Middle-earth. But, like, Goldberry is a little bit more unclear. And we see... Goldberry always being very domestic, right? We walk up the path and she has all her gardens of her water lilies and like her home is like very well kept and very in order. Okay. She goes out to do the laundry. She prepares meals. So like all these things that would be like, oh, it's domestic. But what, what does the word domestic come from? Well, domicile. Domicile. And like. That's your domain. Domain. Dominion. This all in the same line. And when you think about, oh, that's a domesticated animal, it means that man has had his input on it. Yeah. And it's it's the one that lives with man and, and serves, serves man. man. So domestication and being domestic or whatever is, is a great thing. Yeah. It's a thing to be excited about. Having dominion is... is all about stewardship and mm-hmm. having doing the best for what's around you not just for yourself yeah no and i i just think it's it's just really fun like you can even this is how far i go you kind of pretend that you're like solomon and you try to make the wisest choice and you try yes. to like weigh the odds of like this one or that one or you think so how many know, babies did you split oh so many i knew it yeah so many babies got split <laughs> But, like, I mean, you actually do have that idea, though. Like, you, you have the, like, you find things that are similar. Yeah. Right? And you, you try to make the judgment of, of which is better or... This you, one or that one, both or neither. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you think about, do I envision this adding to my life? Is this something that I can see me using? So what do you think of the um, quasi-minimalist I question, uh, does this bring me joy? Oh, the thing that Marie Kondo started? Yeah. I think that is important. Okay. I also think another thing that she said, the way she says it and the way she does it, is kind of weird. Just like the same, like, oh, it brings me joy. I don't know. Like, the way it's presented is kind of weird, but I think it is valid. So the sparking joy, but then when you get rid of something that you thank the item for its service. Ah. 
And while I think that's kind of strange to to nod nod to your your old t-shirt and say thank you for coming uh in so many words I do think coming from a place of gratitude and coming from a wow that was thank like I'm so thankful that I had this in my life for the time that I had it and now I'm ready to let go of it because it has served its time it served its purpose and now it's time to either go on and help somebody or it's time to just go in the bin why are you smirking at me? So, well, I think everybody does this a little bit with certain things that have like really ridden hard by them. Like they, that yeah. you like, you've used so much that now they're just worn out and you yes. kind of like say good, goodbye yeah. old friend. Yes. Yeah. What, yes. why I'm smirking is because I got the, these pair of long johns <laughs> that I've had for like seven years yes. and welded in and they're, mm-hmm. they're more holes than, <laughs> than anything. So it's time to get a replacement. Yes, and I mean, be be realistic. That clothing you're gonna have that bond a lot more because it's like actually on you. Yeah. But to come to a place of of gratitude for for the items you had instead of uh, like ugh, I'm I have so, so much. It's junk. so much junk. Ugh. How could I let myself have this much junk? I have no willpower. Yeah, and then you just get into this dark spiral of like, oh, I'm so pathetic. I always have to spring clean. I always have to get rid of stuff. And you also start feeling kind of guilty of like, oh, this was tied to that. And then if I get rid of this, do I get rid of that? But then so-and-so gave this to me and -and so-and-so said that when they saw this, they liked it. So can I get rid of it because somebody else liked it? And... You know, I feel bad because they gave this to me because they thought I was going to like it, but then I don't, so I kept it because I feel bad. And, like, if you have to do something out of guilt, you really need to rethink it. Like, if you're keeping something out of guilt, please rethink that. Because every time you see that item, what are you going to feel? Guilty. And for what? Guilty, guilty, I say! This little rat is guilty! You and your son can go now, Mrs. Parr. I'm sorry for the trouble. You're letting him go again? He's guilty! You can see it on his smug little face! Guilty! I say guilty! 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 No! But, you know, like, I I don't think... Like, obviously we are all guilty, right? But I don't think a little statue of 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 a dog, right, should make you feel guilty. No. Just because your grandma said, oh, you have to have this because I'm moving and I can't have it anymore. You have it. Mm-hmm. And you you don't like it. But because your grandma wanted you to have it and said you have to have it, you keep it. Yeah. But every time you see it, you're just like, ugh, I feel guilt. Like you, you just like feel guilty if you get rid of it. Yeah. And you shouldn't be living your life like that. Again, the possession shouldn't rule you. You've ruled the possession. And that's that's a hard one because we, I mean, obviously we, we tie... But the, you're not saying that you shouldn't have things for sentimental reasons. No. At least not per se. No, but like, what is the sentimental reason? Right. Like, if, it, if it's sadness and, and guilt and anger, yeah. then it's probably not the best sentimental reason. Exactly. And it also, like, there's, there's things that have real meaning, and then there's the things like, oh, well, back in grade school, the gave me this and they said it was really important but like now I don't you don't have that friendship anymore yes well and also allow yourself to mature 
Because yeah. the things that were important for you to keep in high school, by the time you're 30, may not be important to you. Yeah. And that's why we spring clean, because you are constantly changing. And I, I want to segue to another point that I've been thinking about. And that's somehow, after 365 days, we do this again. Somehow, every year, we have to spring clean. Every year, the dust, the dirt, the grime accumulates. The, the possessions accumulate. The, the knickknacks, the trinkets, the ornaments, the clothing, the, the impulse buys. All of it accumulates, and somehow we have to do this every year. And it gets frustrating because you're like, I must not have done a good job. Or, right. you know, how how does this keep happening every year? And If only I had the self-discipline to not need to do this. Yes. And, I mean, there's, there's clearly ways to, uh, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be quite dramatic. It doesn't have to be your level of dramatic. <laughs> like yours, like yours was like full on dramatic. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have mixed in the the fact that it was from flooding of the basement and the fact that it's just years of stuff. You know, and like two people's childhood. Yeah. Having to be dealt with at the same time. Yeah. Is a lot. So it doesn't have to be that. And I, I would say like, you know, if a space is annoying, you take the time to organize it while you go. So it's not a big deal. But. Yeah. You you can you can break it up. You can do some in the spring and some more in the fall. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But my my point that I've been thinking about is no matter what we do, we accumulate dirt. Yeah. And we accumulate that dirt in our homes and our in our dwelling places, but also in our minds. And emotionally. And I know for myself, I have been surprised by, you know, there's some things you have to deal with in life. And you're like, okay, that's hard emotionally. And you get your support team and you deal with it, right? And you're like, okay, okay, I think I got, like, I think I'm moving on. Like, yeah. okay, moving on. Good, good to go. Good to go. Moving right along. And honestly, almost a year later... At least like six months, year later in that time window, it comes up again. And you're sitting there and you're like, huh? I dealt with you. Excuse me. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. And yet it is. Every time I try to get loose. <laughs> they break. pull me back in. Yes. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. And so what does that mean? Like... It means that our work is never done. No. And, and that you we're constantly going to have to clean things up. And things happen in your life. You have sins that you hold on to. You have difficult relationships that you had to traverse. And and I don't love the word traumas, but like... I was just going to say... I don't love the word traumas. Past trauma. Past traumas. But like you have things that you go through in a relationship and now the relationship may be better or may be broken. But whatever that thing was that you had to go through, it's still there. Right? And you're going to have to dust it off and deal with it until it gets small. But I, I, I believe it's until always going to be there. Until it gets small or you get so much bigger that it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, definitely. Something that I always tell myself is you don't have to make your problems smaller. You have to grow bigger. Yeah. 
But I think that my, this whole my, thing that you're talking yeah. about is why do we need to go to church yet? Like every Sunday, you're like, oh, yeah. oh man, I thought I thought I had a handle on my life. Yeah, I thought I wasn't depressed anymore. I thought I wouldn't sin anymore. Yeah, like, and yeah, I gotta be here again. Yeah, it's like, well, God knows that. Yeah, that's and why that's he, why He calls you there that's why every he gave week. It to you for every week. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, is that those things that you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm good now. I got it. And then it, it sneaks in unaware, and, and you're like, oh, now I have to get the support team. I have to work through it. I have to talk through it. I have to deal with it again. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't think I had to do that because I dealt with it already. It's not a one and done, and that's it's the same for the things in your life and, I mean, the things in your life, right? Like physical possessions. The physical possessions. Physical possessions, but also what's in your in your brain, in your mind. And, yeah. And so... While you're spring, and, and I like to use spring cleaning as a way to work through the gunk in my head. Yeah. Because it's a way of like letting go. And so, like, you see physical items go, it helps me let go of things. And also, I think because there is a little bit of a semblance of order, right? You're having dominion, you're yep. putting some order. There's a lot of things in your life that are not going to be ordered. You have to embrace the chaos. But here in this little corner of your of your room, you can you've directed the you've chaos. directed the chaos for a moment, and you know it's not going to last, but you know you can do it again. And I, for me, that's very soothing to my brain. Yeah, and that kind of helps me while I'm doing something with my hands. I'm doing something with my brain. It, the whole idea of of having to cyclically go through things. Doesn't have to be just negative though, because think about it. Every year you need to plant a garden again, mm-hmm. right? In that there's there's all of a sudden this this new time for anticipating growth, and I mean spring cleaning in the garden happens every year. You gotta you gotta clear up all the branches that's fallen down. You gotta pre- prep the beds and. Hope, hope again for new life. And I mean, with gardening, if if we want to keep going on that that metaphor, uh, you have to clear out the old so that the new can live, right? Yeah. You got to clear out the old plants before you can plant the new ones. If you got fruit trees, you got to prune them. You got yeah, you got to cut it back. Yeah, and it it seems harsh, and it seems like oh. Oh, maybe that's gonna hurt the tree, and oh, maybe or, like where all that was all that energy expended into growing. Yeah, it worked so hard to grow all that. Now I'm just going to chop it down. Yeah. But like just like that fruit tree, in order to bear good fruit, has to be pruned. Mm-hmm. Your lives, our lives, yeah. need to be pruned back. Just because you expended energy growing in a certain way doesn't mean that, that ha- like cutting that back is going to be detrimental to you. Exactly. Actually, it helps them grow. Yes. Right? And you see it faster. And, and we've we said before, like, growing flowers... Because every time I grew flowers, it's just kind of like you wait for the flower to die and then you cut it off like the deadhead. Yeah. But when I was heart, like I'm actually harvesting, like it's my crop. Yep. How many more flowers you got? Yeah. I was like, how is this possible? Because our, our poor little marigolds started out so late that they were so sickly and they're getting eaten and there's only a couple little flowers here and there. And I'm like, this is never going to work. We planted some more and they got chomped. We're like, this is never going to work. But I just kept harvesting all the ones that when they were fully bloomed, but not dead, chopped them off. 
And by the end of the year, it was like an explosion of orange. Yeah. Like you would just walk up and it was like poof. Yeah. Just orange everywhere. They weren't, they weren't any more uh, marigold flowers. They're marigold trees. Yeah. Like healthy stalks. Yeah. 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 I had to say, I grew them from seed. You did? Last year. Oh my goodness. And they just, just boom. Just I mean, like marigolds off. are easier to grow, but like you see them explode. The more you harvest yeah. them, the more beefy they get. Yeah. And it's just wild. Yeah. So... I guess I what were where were we going with this? I got very about excited. The, about, about the about the <laughs> miracles they just make us happy. We're exploding, boom! <laughs> no, but like that 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 harvesting and that pruning makes it possible for you to grow bigger, stronger, and and have better fruit. Yes. In your life. Yes. Yep. So that's a spring cleaning slash gardening metaphor that you can take with you. Take that to the bank. That's right. Take that to the bank, neighbor. Do you love spring cleaning? Because, like, I, I'm bringing this forward as someone who really likes it. I like the philosophy side of it, and I like the actual doing of it. I find it very calming because it's, it's a way for me to ignore my other work. Mm. Like, if I don't want to work on something, I will organize. And I will so, I will make sure everything is, is impeccable before I actually do the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. But how do you feel? Because you had it recently where you... Um, because you are... Are you a carpenter? Like, what? What is your title? Carpenter. carpenter. Yeah. Because you're a carpenter and you're building homes. Sometimes, you have to wait for certain things to be done by other people, by yep. other trades. Yep. Uh, so you kind of ran into a lull, and you're like, "Okay, let me use my time wisely. Let me organize the shop so that we can yep. work on making cabinets or whatever." I would, I would liken that to spring cleaning. Oh yeah. So, so what was your feeling about it? It's more tiring than you think it's going to be. It is, it is work. Yeah, it's work. And yeah. it, you think, oh, I'm just, just cleaning and then shuffling mm. things around. But like when you're trying to put effort into like, does this go with this? And how are we going to be able to find it again? Because the Sesame Street stuff is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. does this match? Yeah. No. no. Does but this match? No. One of the things like. This isn't an organizational episode, and maybe one day Megan can share all her tips and tricks. But a good organizational system has intrinsic properties. One is the 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 spot. The thing can only go in its spot, mm-hmm. not in another spot. And this is th- this. This is this. <laughs> not something else. This is this. Stanley, see this? This is this. This ain't something else. This is this. And, but also... Other people find it as intuitive as you do. So you can't just think, how would I organize it? You need to think, how are other people going to think of this? Which is important because sometimes you're very strange in the moment and you think, yes, that's totally what I would do. Yes. And you organize it that way. And then you come back a week later thinking about it like a sane person. Yes. And you can't find it. Yeah. So what you need to do in that situation is a lot of times thinking about processes mm-hmm. is going to help. Yeah. Because you can be like, whenever I need this, I also need this and this. Mm-hmm. This is this, not something else. <laughs> Down, you see this? This is this. This ain't something else. This is this. I get by. I, I think I'm good at it. You are very good at it, but I don't think you enjoy it as much as I do. No, I don't enjoy it as much. You don't get giddy from it. No. Hyper focus. 
Occasionally I'll get hyper-focused, okay. but that doesn't mean I'm absolutely enjoying it. Oh, I, I love hi- anything that gives me hyper-focus. When your wife was like, oh, I think we need to stop now, I was like, let's just keep going. Like, I was like, oh, no, I'm, like, obviously going to respect you that you want mm-hmm. to stop. And then I came downstairs, and it was, like, eight hours after we had been working on it. I was like, what? Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't have my phone on me. Again, I keep losing my phone. I didn't have my phone on me. I didn't have water. I didn't, like, I didn't stop. I was just, like... You're starving, wasting away, just organizing. I know, like, I just lost, like, 40 pounds doing that. Uh, You know, shriveled up to nothing. No, I just get weird. (laughs) I don't get weird. I just, like, hyper-focus on it. And I just, the time, it felt like we had been working on it for, like, three hours. Yeah. I do love that feeling when you're... You're so immersed in something that the time isn't an issue. You're mm-hmm. not you're not just not looking at the clock, but you don't feel tired, you don't yep. feel anything well, besides. Well, I like what you're that thinking. too, because like it's it's that means that um it's high enough I don't know what the word is. I don't know if dopamine is the right word or yeah. if is dopamine the right word? It's getting... high enough dopamine for me that I don't feel my pain. Yeah. Yep, that's totally it. That that I get such a, a kick of dopamine from doing that that I don't feel my pain, and then I like that I don't feel my pain and I want to keep going. Yeah, so that in and of itself, that's weird, which we'll talk about maybe when we're talking about fibromyalgia and so on. Mm-hmm. But you're almost getting a dopamine kick from not feeling pain. Right? Because of the dopamine I mean, kick. Yeah, so it's almost a compounding effect. Yeah. But I, I think what happens then, though, too, is you can overexert in those oh, moments. and hurt yourself, and, and absolutely. Hurt yourself. Oh, I have done that so many times. I actually didn't do it this time. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Which is partly because I've been doing better overall. Yeah. But kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah, you, you definitely can overdo. Yeah. And you don't realize the the wall that you've hit. I mean, I will say I was pretty sore the day after. Yeah. And that's why people who run 100 miles an hour, 100 miles miles, an hour, (laughs) 100 mile marathons will run on broken feet and and everything. Yeah. Because you, yeah. Because you get such a a boost of endorphins that uh, you don't feel any pain. So what did you find when you were organizing? Were you just kind of like thinking the whole time like, eh? This is just tricky and tedious, or did you kind of get a state of flow and, like, fun fun from it? I enjoy organizing my own stuff more than stuff that doesn't belong to me, because, like, the whole time I'm... Oh, then you're doubting yourself. Yeah, I'm doubting myself a little bit, and the whole time I'm thinking, like, oh, how deep do I go in this? Like, do I make a specific holder for this, and then risk wasting a bunch of time on it, and it not actually being beneficial? Ah... That's that is hard because you always got to think about the the cost benefit analysis, right? I think just maybe like being having access to do it repeatedly, you'll know. Like if you if you've had it where you think of it two yeah. or three times, yeah, then you do it. But it's hard when you're when you're organizing other people's stuff. But you kind of just have to go with your gut. You do, and just if people don't like, and they say like, "Why did you do it that way?" And you're like, "Well, that's the way that it seemed right to me." Yeah. And if you don't like it, you can change it. But yeah. clearly, you your life was falling apart. So at least <laughs> I did something. 
Well, that is that is true with organizing, with spring cleaning. Never let the good be the enemy of perfect. Yeah. Because you're not going to get it perfect. And so you're just you're not going to know. No. You're not. You're not. You might have know. to move something five yep. times in order to find out that um, you're going to have to move it a sixth time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, if you're wondering, like, what's an easy way to tell if you should get rid of something, think about, like, how hard would it be to replace? Yes. That's something somebody, a lot of people don't think about, but that's that's with, that's a helpful guide in the shop, right? Mm-hmm. When you're trying to decide yes. whether to throw away this scrap or not. Yes. Is it, because, like, you can see the potential in everything, but is it going to be hard for me to get another one like this if yes. I should need it? Yeah. And that's why stuff like copper always hangs around for forever because every it's little to, yeah. it's hard to replace and every little bit has some value to it. Yeah. And then that's why steel, like rusted steel, you you can always get that somewhere. So. Yeah. No, exactly. Especially like tools and and stuff like that. You're like, do I want to store it and basically charge it twenty bucks for being there, or do I want to get rid of it? And if I do have a specific need for it, go out and buy it for twenty bucks. Oh yeah. Makes it a lot easier. So there's little tips and tricks that you can make it. There's there's tons of people on the internet that go into depth of like different the how the how the different thought schools of thought or whatever. But I I think the I the overarching idea of spring cleaning your your mind while spring cleaning your house. I think it can make a really interesting body mind connection. And it, that's what we're supposed to do. It it is fulfilling our tasks to have rule and dominion. Yeah, and it's, it's spring cleaning is not a, a failure on your part. It's not a waste of your time. It's a opportunity for you to exercise your call to dominion. We hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this here podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky.